Well, we are in a series called Juicy Fruit, and I want us to begin, as we begin every week, by looking at our key scripture for this series in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22. Galatians 5 and verse 22, verse 23. My title today is Kindness Killers. The scripture says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And of course, today we are zooming in on the subject of kindness. And friends, kindness is very important to a believer's life. Matter of fact, I was really surprised at how much the Bible talks about kindness. Let me begin today by asking you a question. How many of you Know that you, you know somebody who is what I call kindness challenged. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, they have a really, really, really high jerk factor level. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you ever met somebody, you thought that they took a nasty pill every morning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one of them 24 hours, long-lasting nasty pills. I mean, because they're just nasty all the time. They are mean. They're hateful. They're rude. They talk negative. They give off bad vibes, even with their body language. They're quick to judge, quick to criticize. They spread junk wherever they go. And, and when you see somebody who is kindness challenged, have you ever wondered, this have you ever thought how do you even have a job i mean i mean how do you stay employed acting like that have you ever saw somebody who's kindness challenged and this thought crossed your mind how are you married who puts up with you every day my friend i mean has this ever rolled through your mind how did you get so nasty how did you get so rude how in the world did you get so hateful what made you so unkind I want to spend the first part of this message looking at three kindness killers. Three things that can absolutely destroy kindness if we're not careful. You can follow along with me in your bulletin, fill in the blanks, take some notes today. Number one is this. The first kindness killer is environment. Environment. Please understand that your environment can be a kindness killer. The Scripture says it like this regarding our environment, our surroundings, our company. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You get around bad company, it can corrupt your character. You get around unkind people, it can make you unkind. You have to be very aware of your environment because it can kill your kindness. Some of you were raised in a home, in an environment, in the surroundings in your home that it has rubbed off on you and it's been a kindness killer. You grew up in a home where maybe your parents they screamed and yelled, and you thought that was just normal talk. And it's rubbing off on you. Maybe your parents just were absolute jerks, and it has rubbed off on you. Maybe you grew up in a home where there was abuse verbally, mentally, physically, and it has rubbed off on you. Your environment can be a kindness killer. 
Even your work environment, your, your friends, your, the school you go to can be a kindness killer if you're not careful. You showed up at that work, maybe showed up, and this group of friends, you, you, you were positive, you had a positive outlook on life, and you went to this job, you got around these people, and, and they're just negative, and, and they're unkind, and they're, they're hateful, and they're rude. You, every day you talk to them, you say, how are you doing today? Horrible, I can't believe you asked me, and they're just mean. And they're hateful. And if you're not careful, they can begin to rub off on you. And it can begin to be a kindness killer in your life. You have to be very aware that your environment can kill your kindness. Number two, there's a a second kindness killer, and that's hurt. Hurt. There are some people that allow hurt to make them a jerk. Their, Their feelings get hurt, and... How many know that some people are real sensitive and their feelings get hurt real easy and their their feelings get hurt and and they think they just can be a jerk because their feelings are hurt. I mean, they just have this what I call an immediate reaction. Somebody does something they don't like and they just tell people off neck, gets the snapping eyes rolled back and they look like they're possessed by something. I'm just going to tell you. They're, They're hurt. Somebody has a boyfriend or girlfriend break up with them and they get hurt and their immediate reaction is they get around uh, this group of friends that knows the boyfriend or girlfriend and they just trash them. They talk negative about them. Only if you really knew her, only if you really knew what he was all about and they have a jerk factor moment. It's an immediate reaction. Maybe it's somebody at work that you don't like. They rub you the wrong way. And you see them getting promoted and prospering and they just got a brand new car and they come into the office on Monday morning. They're telling you all about their new car and and how blessed they are. And it's just rubbing you the wrong way. And you got a little jerk factor moment and you go out there after work and you walk by their car with your key and you just give them a key love in Jesus. Some people allow hurt and they have immediate reactions and they have jerk factor moments. There's a, a third kindness killer that I want us to quickly look at, and that is bitterness. Bitterness. Hebrews 12 and verse number 15 says, See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows. Everybody say grows. See, that's what bitterness is all about. You see, a hurt can happen immediately. Somebody can hurt your feelings and you just respond immediately. There's no bitterness there. But, but bitterness is something that grows over time, over months, over years. And the Scripture says, notice this, no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Can I tell you, that's exactly what bitterness does. It grows. It defiles many. It causes trouble. People are mean and they're vindictive and they're hateful and they're rude, and they're nasty when their life is filled with bitterness. Some of you today, you're having jerk factor moments in your life because your heart is full of bitterness. Matter of fact, if you go back and you really think about it and process it, the reason that you act the way that you act and the reason you talk the way that you talk to people, the reason you're nasty is because you can draw, trace it back to the way your parents treated you. And maybe they hurt you. Maybe they did you wrong. And you have not let it go. And it's festered and it's grown over years. And you respond and you retaliate because of bitterness that you've held on to. Maybe it was a nasty divorce. 
and that ex-spouse said things to you that you never thought they would say, and they did things to you that you never thought someone would do, and years have gone by, a year, two, five, six, ten years have gone by, and you've held on to the bitterness, and the way that you respond and treat people right now is because of the bitterness that is in your heart. Maybe it's a friend that stabbed you in the back, a co-worker that stepped all over you. And the reason that you respond to people today, the reason that you talk the way that you talk to people, the reason that you're so derogatory today is because you haven't let go. You are bitter. And it's killed the kindness in your life. And the Scripture says, listen, be careful, be careful that no bitter root grows. Don't let a bitter root grow because if it grows, it will cause trouble and defile many. You'll have jerk factor moments. It'll kill the kindness in your life. For the next few moments, I want to get painstakingly practical with you. And I want to give you three steps to overcoming kindness killers. They're there. Maybe it's the environment that's killed your kindness. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's a bitterness. But, but you find yourself not operating and flowing in kindness. And, and I want to give you three steps today that will help you to overcome kindness killers. Number one is this. Overcome the entitlement mindset. This is huge. This is huge. The entitlement Mind is set. There are so many people that actually believe that if they have a bad day, that they have the right to be nasty. They have the right to tell people off. They have a right to step over people. They have a right to be downright rude. And to be honest with you, I think most of us struggle with this. We struggle with this, thinking that we have the right to be a little mean or to give off bad vibes. You know how it can be. You, you wake up, maybe you're just in a bad mood. Maybe you're tired, you didn't get enough sleep. I know on Mondays, that's my worst day of the week. I have to work hard because Monday after I preach four times on Sundays, I wake up and I feel like I've been ran over by a train every Monday. And I have to work because I can feel entitled to be just a little bit edgy on Mondays. Maybe it's you, it's financial pressure. Maybe it's a doctor's report that you got. Maybe it's a, a relational breakdown in the home. And you just feel like, hey, I got the right. I'm just going to tell people off. I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be rude. And matter of fact, if somebody was to confront you, if somebody were to say, say to you, hey, hey, you can't act that way. You can't talk to people that way. You know what your immediate reaction would be in your mind? You've got to be kidding me. Don't you know what I'm going through? Don't you know my hoopty, my car broke down? Don't you know what my spouse has done? Don't you know the financial pressure I'm under? Don't you know what they said to me? Don't you know my circumstances? I've got the right to act like this. And we actually feel entitled. We justify it. We rationalize it, and we think because we're having a bad day, life is not treating us well, that we can go around and be a jerk to others. And friends, can I tell you, it might feel good, but it's wrong. How me know that it can feel good in your flesh to be a jerk? That's why some of you act like jerks. I can tell you. You feel all good. That's right. I gave them a piece of my mind. Now listen, you're missing it. As a Christ follower... As a Christian, it is never right. You are never entitled to be mean-spirited. You're never enti- it's never right to give off negative body language and to be rude to people. 
Matter of fact, here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Everybody say one another. Some of you say, well, pastor, I'm kind in my heart. I'm just not kind to people. (laughs) Well, that's not possible, my friend. If you're kind, it shows up in how you treat, how you talk to other people. The Scripture says be kind and compassionate, not in your heart, not in your mind, but to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Kind people are forgiving people, and it shows up in how they treat and how they talk to one another. Listen, the Scripture says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 12, we're never entitled to be a jerk as a Christian. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness. Friends, can I tell you, the Bible has a lot to say about kindness. Clothe yourselves with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Everybody say clothe. Come on, say clothe. Clothe yourself with kindness. One version of the Bible says, put on kindness. It's kind of like in the morning when you get up and take a shower and dry off. You don't go out the house like that. Or you better not, amen. You're going to go to jail. (laughs) If you go out the house and forget to put your clothes on, let me tell you. If you don't go to jail, let me tell you where you will go. One or two places to jail or to the nut house, amen. You're having problems. You don't go to work like that. You don't go to work with curlers in your hair, amen. Get your hair done, praise God. Put it on. And that's what the Bible says. Listen, as a Christ follower, when you get up in the morning, just like you put on clothes, get yourself ready. There are some mornings you wake up and you may have a jack jerk factor moment, but put on kindness. You, you may show up at the work and somebody that you don't like and you just ready to roll your eyes and they're on your last nerve. The Bible says, put on kindness. You're at home and your spouse made you dinner and by the time you get ready to eat, the food is cold. They done turned the channel from the channel you like to watch and you about ready to let them have it. Put on kindness. That's what the scripture says. Put on kindness. Because as a Christian, you're never entitled to be a jerk. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 24, and the Lord's servant and the follower of Christ and the Christian must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to... Oh, that messed up somebody right there. Amen. You thought you were okay. You were free and clear into that verse right there. The Bible says, be kind to everyone. Be kind to mean people. Be kind to hateful people. Be kind to divisive people. Be kind to backbiting people. Be kind to lying people. Friend, we are never entitled, never, no matter what they do to us, no matter how they respond, no matter how they roll their eyes at us, no matter how, we are never entitled to be nasty. As a follower of Christ, we are never entitled to be mean. We never have the right to be unkind to others. The Bible commands us as followers of Christ to be kind to everyone. And I'm so holy and I pray so much, I've got this scripture mastered. 
I'm just playing, folks. Loosen up. Praise God. I'm, 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 I'm growing. I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting there. I haven't got this master, but can I tell you, here's our mark. Here, this is our standard. Be kind to everyone. Number two, let me give you a second step to overcoming kindness killers. Number two is receive healing from the Holy Spirit. Receive healing from the Holy Spirit. And Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 and 23, I, I read that to you to open up this message, our key scripture for this series. It tells us that the Holy Spirit is working powerfully in our lives. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christ follower, the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. And the Holy Spirit is working 24 hours a day to produce inside of you the fruit of the Spirit. Did you realize that? 24 hours a day, the Holy Spirit is working inside of you that, that He would produce the fruit of the Spirit inside of you. And hear this, don't miss this. Kindness is a work of the Spirit, not a work of the flesh. Kindness is a work of the Holy Spirit. And the reason that so many Christians can act like a jerk is because they're not cooperating with the work of the Spirit in their life. Their life is not surrendered to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not having His way in their heart and in their life. And so they respond and they're nasty and they're rude and they're mean because they're walking and living by their flesh instead of by the Spirit who is so desperately trying to produce the fruit and kindness in our lives. The Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4, I read to you verse number 32 a few moments ago, but I want us to look at this verse in its context, beginning in verse number 30. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That word grieve literally means to cause grief or to be in heaviness or to be sorrowful. We can do that to the Holy Spirit. We can make Him sorrowful. We can make Him grieve. We can make the Holy Spirit, we can, we, we can actually hinder and stifle the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and so Paul says, listen, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Pastor, how do I grieve the Holy Spirit? How do I stifle the work of the Holy Spirit? How do I hinder the Holy Spirit to producing the fruit in my life? Well, he tells us in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger brawling and slander, along with every form of malice or, or nastiness or, or evil intent. Listen, if you go through life bitter, you're hindering, you're stifling the work of the Holy Spirit. You're angry. You're hostile. You're ready to brawl and fight. You're full of evil intent. Friends, can I tell you that the Holy Spirit is not having free reign in your life. Sir, ma'am, you hold on to that bitterness from your childhood. You hold on to that bitterness from five years ago. You hold on to that bitterness. It will stifle the Holy Spirit so working so, so hard in your life. But you're hindering, you're stifling the work of God's Spirit in your life. And you know what's showing up in your life? It's very obvious that you're being led by your flesh because you're full of bitterness and rage and anger and slander, evil intent. And you say, Pastor, what does it look like when my life gets surrendered to the Holy Spirit? 
When I let the Holy Spirit have free reign in my life and work in my heart, what does that look like? Verse number 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving instead of bitterness and rage and anger. Forgiving because I'm led by the Spirit. Forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Hear me today, church. If you let, the, if you let Him, the Holy Spirit will heal your broken heart. He, he will mend your wounds. He, he will breathe life into the dark and painful places of your soul. Can I tell you, that's what some of you desperately need. It's for the Holy Spirit to breathe into areas of your heart and life where you've been hurt, where you've been disappointed, where you're bitter. And you know what you're doing? You're responding to people out of that hurt and bitterness. But if you let the Holy Spirit work in your heart, you can begin to respond to people out of a mended heart. You can begin to respond to people out of kindness because your heart has been healed by the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God has produced kindness in your heart and you're able to forgive and you're able to let go and you're able to let the Holy Spirit work in your heart and you begin to be kind to others. Because listen to me, when the Holy Spirit is in control of your life, kindness will ooze out of your life. It will ooze, but you need to be healed. And can I tell you, I'm talking from experience today. Growing up in a home where dad and mom are divorced, seeing abuse, experiencing abuse, experience a chaotic family. Most of my family are, are not serving the Lord. I come from a heritage that you would say, there's no way Herbert's a preacher. There's no way that his life is not dysfunctional. You say, you know, I could have an excuse today. I'll just take you to be woken. You say, oh, I don't know how Herbert made it out of there. Praise God. Oh, my Lord. I mean, I got an excuse. I, I, I could tell you I could stack them up. It's as high as you can stack them. I can stack them high. Yes, as high as you. But when you let the Holy Spirit come in and you open your heart, you may cry. It may be a process but you let the Holy Spirit work, you can begin to respond to people out of kindness instead of out of a broken heart because you let the Holy Spirit heal the dark places of your heart. And for some of you to see the Holy Spirit work, you've got to quit stifling and hindering the Holy Spirit and let Him have free reign in your heart and bring healing. Number three, there is a third step to overcoming kindness killers. Number three is this. Put feet to your kindness. Put feet to your kindness. Let me give you a definition of kindness. Here's a definition. Kindness is simply love in action. Love in action. It's something you do. It's not just a feeling. It's, it's something you do. When you're kind, you take action. You're helpful. You show love in practical ways. Matter of fact, the scripture says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. L love is kind. Kindness is simply love in action. Let me take it a step further. You cannot be loving without being kind. You just can't. Love is kind. Love is kind. And kindness is so important that God sent us an example named Jesus Christ. 
Matter of fact, Scripture says it like this in Titus chapter 3 and verse number 4. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit when He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. Titus chapter 3 and verse number 4 tells us that Jesus is the kindness of God. Listen, God loves us so much that he did something. God loves us so much that he took action and he sent us Jesus. Jesus is the kindness of God. Kindness involves action. God did something and he sent us his son. And friends, when our lives are controlled by the Holy Spirit, Kindness will be show, will ooze out of our life and will, it'll show up in action and how we treat and talk to and handle and deal with other people. Matter of fact, here's my goal for you today. Let me give you my goal. Say, Pastor, what's the goal of the message today? My goal today is that you would inch up to another level of kindness, that you would go higher, that you would go to the next level. On the scale of zero to ten, Ten being the highest that you can be in kindness. I do realize some of you are negative five. I realize that. You're a jerk and you're mean and you're nasty and you're hateful. And, and please hear me. I'm not picking on you today. I'm not condemning you today. If we knew what you've been through, no excuse, but if we knew what you've been through, the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the abuse, the role model you had, you find yourself at a negative five. And here's what I'm telling you. Here's what, you don't have to stay there. If you'll surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit, you can come up for, to a negative two. You can come up to a zero. You can climb to a one and a two. You need to go to the next level. Listen, some of you today, you're a two in kindness. You're a two. And would you let the Holy Spirit work today? And would you move up to a three or a four? Would you move up to the next level? Listen, listen. Tomorrow morning when you get ready to go to work, and I know some of you on Mondays, oh, it's Monday, I got all week, and you're just negative to start off the day. Listen, listen, listen. Instead of going to work and rolling your eyes and being negative, put on kindness. And smile at somebody. And be nice to somebody. In your home, would you begin to be kind? Some of you, you, you spouses, you haven't talked in two days. You got what I call the cold treatment to one another. Somebody hurt your feelings, did you, did something that you didn't like, and so you're going to give them the cold shoulder. Anybody ever seen somebody give the cold shoulder? I mean, like they're in kindergarten. You know how that is. We, we can act like we're in kindergarten. I'm not going to talk to you, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. We're going to eat dinner together. We're going to sit across the table, but I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm going to be unkind. When we go to bed tonight, I'm going to turn my back towards you. You better not touch me. Listen, listen. Would you be kind? It's never justified. It's never right. Would you take the next level up in kindness? Instead of being mean to your kids, I'm the daddy, I'm the mama, I'll do what I want. Would you be, would you be kind? Listen, would you do something kind for somebody at work or in your family? Would you do something kind this week? Say something kind. Do something kind. In, in, in our community, would you do something kind this week? Would you find somebody that you can bless, that you can help, that you can give an encouraging word to? Would you do something kind? Would you go up in your kindness level this week? 
Matter of fact, we have a wonderful opportunity for you coming up on Saturday. Saturday, we are going to Eisenhower Elementary. And this church is going to put kindness in action. Because that's what kindness is, is love in action. And we're going to go to Eisenhower Elementary School. And we're going to put up two brand new basketball goals in their gym that they need. Uh, We're putting in brand new bleachers. Uh, They need new bleachers there. And we're putting up brand new bleachers. We're going to go and we're going to repaint their whole entire stage. We're going to do landscaping there. Our church is spending fifteen dollars to $20,000 so that we can go and be kind and make an investment into this community and impact the life of students. And I'm asking, I realize some of you work on Saturdays, but many of you don't. And would you come and give two hours of your day, four hours of your day, maybe from eight to one or from one to four, would you come and do something kind and put love in action? That's kindness. Here's what I want you to do. In your bulletin, there's a place on your communication card that says event registration. Would you fill out your name, phone number, information? And would you let us know when you can work? Would you let us know how you can be kind on that day from 8 to 5, how you can come make a difference in the life of a student, how you can put love in action, not just, oh, pastor, you, I can't, I'm just kind in my heart. No, you're not. It's love in action. And would you put some love in action here? Here's what I'm going to do. As you leave the service today, we have packs of juicy fruit gum that we're going to give to every single person in this place because this is a message that we need to be reminded of every day. And I want you to put that pack of gum, you can choose some of it, but not all of it, Amen. I want you to put it right there where you brush your teeth so you can remind yourself as you get ready for work, I'm putting on kindness right now. Some of you need to put a stick of gum right there on your dashboard so when you drive, because you, you get hostile in the car before you even get to work. Amen. You're all mad, got road rage, and I'm going to be kind today. This is my reminder to be kind. And I want everybody, don't, don't be snooty and snoot the greeters and don't, don't pick up a stick of gum. You get that gum. You need it. Praise the Lord. And take it with you. Because we're going to be a church that oozes kindness out of our life as we surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for moving in this place.